0: I mean, I find you both interesting, both here and offline. <laughs> Thanks, I man. mean, funny is a reach.
1: First of all, why does cutting and debilitating the connections of a bomb make it explode when you cut the wire? And how could cutting one wire over the other cause such damage? At what point did the trope of cutting the correctly colored wire become so dominant to diffuse a bomb? We need like an electrical engineer in here. I don't think we need an electrical engineer. I I think all they would
2: say is that it's complete bunk. Here's here's my thing. I'll accept the premise that that you cut one wire, the bomb explodes. You cut another wire, the bomb is diffused. What I don't understand is why the bomb maker has made it such that well, I'm going to make the green wire the one that diffuses it and the red wire the one that makes it explode. Why don't they just get bulk wires of the same <laughs> color so they're just all the same Can't, wires? Oh, okay, can Maybe I, there was can a I, standards convention. Let's just yes, I guess that. what
1: I'm getting at is, was there a standards convention can like we, in the 50s yeah. that I don't know about? And they decided that the red one has well, to be the blow Wait Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can we,
0: let's just name something right up front that mm. in the, in the <laughs> rare chance that anyone listening actually knows Right. Let and us wait, put wait, out the right hey, thing. we it's, have it's, ITS listeners. It's even
2: rarer that anyone is listening. So sure. now we take that that extreme that rarity, and that they actually and that know that one this. of
0: those people actually knows anything about this. So let's yeah, yeah. just upfront admit we don't know.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: We don't know. It could actually be true that should you cut the right wire, the bomb is. But I think in a imagined, let's assume that most screenwriters they didn't look it up. They sure. didn't research it. They no. saw it in a movie. Yeah, yeah. I believe the inclination is that you have... In, whenever you have the wire thing, it's a timer, right? Mm-hmm. The theory is that you're cutting the connection to the timer oh. to, the, to the ignition thing. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Your second point, though, I think is true. Wait, which I is whose second
2: point? My second point? No, no, no. no oh, yours, fine. which oh, is ahead. like,
0: okay, maybe there's a wire to cut and it doesn't explode. But the wire to cut thus causing the explosion, I believe is
1: something someone
0: made up somewhere and we're just rolling with right.
1: it. Right, mm. That's the one that I don't, because that's what I'm trying to peel back on. Like at what point did that gain momentum where thereafter nobody questioned it anymore? Like all screenwriters like, well, obviously on chapter three of how to screenwrite, we can just skip that because we all know that the green, if you cut the green wire, then you're going to explode. But could it,
2: could it be like a decoy wire? Because, you know, there's there's some switches that I'm sure, but assuming
0: that every bomb... I mean, first of all, I don't believe that a bomb maker has ever done that and then a screenwriter just heard about it over drinks one night. She's like, I'm putting that in my script. Yeah, Someone came up with that in their script. And the first person, I'm with you, man. That's smart. There's no reason not to write it. Just write it at this point. It's fine. But the fact that we all just assume now... One of these wires causes an explosion, right. and the other one...
1: Yeah, it's just the, I think the audience's acceptance of this is, is the thing that's gnawing at me.
2: Now, do you have anything to say about the colors of the wires?
1: Confusingly, you would think like a green wire is it's going to... Is green wire go, so that's going to make it blow up or not blow up? Mm-hmm. Is going... Does the go pedal... Green is safe. Green is safe and red is it's, bad? Yeah. Or is it a white wire?
0: But for script writing purposes, you have to assume that green is too obvious. So like whoever's doing it has to go. I bet they'd make it green just to fuck with but me. But no,
1: I don't even think that's true because if it's green, is like, okay, I cut the green one because green is the one that makes it go, or I better not cut the green one because if I do, oh, that's yeah. going to make it blow up. You got to get into the head of the of the of the maker. Yeah, yeah.
0: But isn't it just as possible that if you were to make a bomb, you might just make all the the wires the same color? That's what I'm saying. Uh, un- Dude, unless that was un- your point. So unless I mean, they're earlier.
2: sticking to. A particular set of standards that that they they just don't they like that's a step too far is is not adhering to the standards that they've all agreed to
1: right so they have the degree of professionalism yeah as exactly bomb makers. listen exactly. we have a code of ethics yeah there's a way we do things in the bomb making business yeah it's it's, it's and different color codes for positive negative the amateurs you know, that just buy the bulk turn red wires
0: can we just admit that someone right makes a bomb and which we're
1: not advocating
2: no 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 no. And there's wires involved. Oh yeah. Can we can we just take a take a moment? take a step back? Yeah, yeah. We we are not advocating bomb making. We actually think it's deplorable. Don't
1: do it. If if anything, the whole thrust of this is bomb diffusion.
2: Yes. But yeah. only
1: for ones that already exist. Yeah. There should be no more in the future. Yeah. Don't yeah.
2: Don't,
0: okay, but I guess this is the other thing about it, right? Is that sweating over the bomb, trying to figure it out?
1: It seems like that's dangerous. Like if you're sweating on frayed wires or sure. just dripping also, do you think they're sweating because they're nervous or because these bombs are always in tight spaces? Hmm. It's very hot. It could be any of those, or just hot climates.
2: Yeah, they, you, know, you never see bombs um, in A- Antarctica.
1: No, there's not much uh, criminal activity there.
2: Although I think there actually is some criminal
1: activity there. The the thing that electrical engineers are going to point out to us is just the basic electronics of, like, there are, like, yellow wires. Do, you know, There's the neutral wire, the positive wire, the negative wire.
2: I think only resistors have, like, that kind of, you like, y- color coding. What, what yeah, like even if you're
1: hooking up speakers or something. Yeah. Which, which are not going to blow up, we hope. I mean, the, Whoever's it left. depends
0: on what you're listening to, right? If you're listening to the proper hair metal, you know, based upon my what I've learned from movies, your speakers might explode. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's not that good. Apparently, if you just listen to any music loud enough and with enough, like, I don't know, love of life, <laughs> chutzpah, whatever so you want to call vivre. it. yeah, whatever, however you want to think of it. You put enough of that in and you turn those speakers up, they're going to explode. That's just that's just logic.
2: This is episode 103 of Various Breads and Butters. Oh, can can you do it if I go, this is episode 103 or C, I, 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 and then, and then launch the into the Crazy Train? Yeah, let Ozzy do it. Or is... Ozzy Osbourne might say it's episode C, aye, aye, aye. like that.
1: Yeah, that's good. Okay, that'll work. Um, <laughs> Everything fantastic. about that is terrible.
2: This is various breads and butters. I'm uh, Simon Tonov. With me, as always, is Ben Brickhouse Cohen. Simon Portman Tonov. Po- Simon Portman Tonov. With you, me, as always. What about Simon Stone Cold Toronto? Simon Toronto? Stone, Stone Cold Simon Toronto. In the studio with us is our friend, erstwhile producer Liam Perdiam O'Donnell. How you doing, Liam?
1: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Oh, good. We're without uh, We're guestless. regular guest. Yeah. It's just the regular team. It's the summer crew.
2: The summer crew. We want to feel like we're warm, so we just decided to bring in this. We're all wearing Tommy Bahama shirts and uh, cargo shorts <laughs> and some flip-flops. Okay, what were we, you going to talk about?
1: What did we come here to talk about? Workplace question. Mm-hmm. When evil overlords or autocrats or uh, what's the dude in uh, in this, in Star Wars, the, the new Star Wars? Darth Vader? No, that's no. old Star Wars.
0: Snoke, what Snoke, is it? I don't know what his lord name Snoke, is. Snoke, whatever. Spoiler his name alert. Is. He's got a throne. I haven't seen it, man. I haven't either. I,
1: yeah. Okay. So the guy's got a throne, and it's in a big room. Mm-hmm. And this is just a common thing. Whenever there's some evil dude or some lord or emperor, mm-hmm. they have a throne, and it's in a big room. And it's always sparsely decorated, if decorated at all, as if to suggest nobody's ever doing anything here mm-hmm. except having high level meetings. But not like roundtable meetings. It's just like, come to my throne and I will, you know, announce some edict and just tell you what to do. Or lift you up out of the air, you know, Star Wars style. Spoiler. The thing that confuses me is nobody's ever wondering, like, are they just having those meetings all day long? Because what are they doing when somebody's not walking up to talk to them at their throne? They act like that's the whole of their job. Mm-hmm. How can that be sustained? Well, they, I assume they're writing emails. They're not doing anything. They never have anything. Is there at least a cushion? The, there's like probably lumbars. I'm sure there's probably
0: evil memos they have to stamp.
1: But you never they're never doing that.
0: There might be executions.
1: Do you think they're doing that from the throne? Or don't they just have people do the executions?
0: I mean, when I, you're showing what's going on, you're not going to show the guy being like, "Oh, do I have a meeting coming up? All right, get me up to the throne, put my decrepit evil evil body into the throne." You don't show that in the movie.
1: Can't we get some insight into what they're doing when the camera's not on? Like, what does an evil overlord do when he's not in his throne?
2: That's why. That's why you got to see the outtakes when you get the
1: Blu-ray. I mean, even if it's like a medieval story of kings and they're sitting on the throne, mm-hmm. like well, they're, I, I,
0: I assume. I mean, it depends on the evil overlord, right? But I assume there's some pursuit of pleasure, right? Like uh, murdering for fun or. Having relations of some kind, dominating the universe. Yeah, there's got to be a fun end, right? It's not just yelling from the throne. There's like a, you know, but a I think party that's. Aspect.
1: I think that's the fun for them. They derive pleasure from, from, from causing screaming. that pain.
0: I don't know, man.
2: I think it, I think the same can be said of good overlords too. <laughs> any kind
1: of <laughs> any but, kind of overlord. But let's get a. Let's. Get I a, assume
0: the good overlords. It's all dancing and and feast
1: making. I don't get, give me an estimate on what percentage of the work life of an of an overlord, good or bad. Mm-hmm is spent just on the, on the throne issuing edicts. Would you say that's like 5% of their work life? Is it 50% of their work life? The suggestion is that all the evil overlord does is wait for someone to walk in the door and walk up to the throne and ask some question about what's to be done with your enemies. And with no evidence of having like read a memo or a brief or done any research... Mm-hmm. That evil overlord always knows what to do, what to do. He's just like, hey, just, uh, you know, go bomb that new place. Go go shoot a missile somewhere else. Like, how do they even know that? He doesn't have any intel. Are you the same person
2: that's like, I, I'm watching a film, they never show people going to the bathroom. Is no, that, although that they, they never show people sleeping.
1: Now that you brought that up, that's oh, an God. entire other issue. Oh, God. I was talking about this with... Uh, I, I want to apologize to the listeners for bringing that up. No, this came up with uh, Front of the Show Past guest Alex O'Lean. Okay. There is a current trend in film, and uh, maybe more in TV shows, where directors think it's, a, I think, a point of pride in realism to always show bathroom scenes now. Mm -hmm. So many shows are like, hey, watch me. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm peeing. But we're still running the tape and still running the scene. We're not going to stop. Are you acting like you've never seen this? You haven't noticed this trend? Somebody else is going to corroborate this. Okay. I have to agree.
0: I think there's more bathroom than they're used to, such that it might be starting to become a cliche, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know what they're trying to prove. Like, look at look well, at what for, we're showing for people like you who's wondering what people do with their day. <laughs> I feel like if we we're
0: if you if we're recording this in five years, mm-hmm. you're going to be in this very chair saying, "What happened? What? Why is there this new trend from which I have no idea where it came? Where we're seeing overlords writing memos, exactly. having conversations? I don't need to see that. Just put them on the throne, yelling. Yeah. Where did they even get the idea we want to see this stuff?
1: That's exactly what's going to happen." I don't think so. I guess I would be happy if that happened.
2: Well, I'm glad I'm glad we've we've come to a conclusion on this. I don't think we, you haven't helped me at all. I haven't. This episode's been really dark. I want to lighten it up. We, we we've got a we've got a note in the mailbag from Molly Leach. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Friend of the show, future guest.
2: Okay. Dutch Leach. She's she's uh our second fan in the Netherlands and she wanted to let, let us know the etymology of the Hague, according to Wikipedia. And Wikipedia says the etymology of the Hague. So, we talked on a previous show about there are no, there's two towns in the whole of the world that start with the. That's <laughs> the Hague and the, the colony. The colony in Texas. Um, the etymology of the Hague is. Don't from, forget
1: your follow up. Oh, what's that? That we're not counting like the Los Angeles yeah. or the Las Vegas. Yeah.
2: The Big Apple. Yeah, the big. You know, yeah, no nickname. The Windy City. No. Um, the etymology the of the Hague way to the west. Is from the French translation confused with la Ague of Dutch den Haag den Haag is related to and then there's I don't know anyway it's it's about uh yeah I, it, it's not really explaining it to me, but I appreciate Molly uh, so what, writing us what does it mean something about a hedge no a hedge a hedge I don't know
1: like a hedgerow like a like
2: bushes yeah did you did you read this email? Yeah okay um she says the hedge a hedge. Yeah, how okay. was that hard? That doesn't, uh, what, what are you missing? I had to read through some other stuff. Wait, <laughs>
0: I just want to go back. I, yeah. I, I'm not invested in this one mm-hmm. way or the other, but I just want to know if Molly is trolling you. Because if I was going to help you out by giving you information I found on Wikipedia, there would be a meta level of I'm mocking you because how could this... It's different if, if you had a question and I was like, well, I grew up in... You know, whatever. I mean, I didn't. But let's say I grew up in Pittsburgh, and I'm going to solve for you what yins are about. The Pittsburgh. But this is, someone has <laughs> sent you information. For many sandwiches. very uh-huh. quickly, I assume, from uh-huh. Wikipedia, yeah. that if either one of you had bothered to, you could have gleaned. No,
1: Wikipedia. I think she gleaned it because she moved there, and she went on one of those walking tours just to learn about the area. Yeah. And somebody said, did you know? The actual term, The Hague. I mean, Simon literally
0: said Wikipedia
1: on on tape. We're on record. Mm -hmm. On digital recording. It is on Wikipedia. I just think that after she heard this on the walking tour, she went back to confirm the text.
2: She thought also the colony in Texas and The Hague. Only two. The only only two. Still no one has told us any. No, I I started watching on Amazon uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Highly lauded It's a very good show. It takes place in the 1960s. It's about a woman who, through a lot of stuff, is sort of trying to do stand-up comedy. Now, I have only watched episode two, or through episode two, and both episodes were great. But one thing that struck me, so in the very first episode, her husband wants to be a stand-up comic, and he goes and he does comedy. And this is not too much of a spoiler, but he does a bit that's, uh, that's copying essentially Bob Newhart. He's just doing Bob Newhart's bit. And people, people laugh because right. I guess at that time it's hard to know that you're necessarily, it's, there's no YouTube. Are you stuff bringing like that. that up
1: because when I was looking for something on YouTube the other day, I actually mm-hmm. somehow came upon old Bob Newhart records from the 50s.
2: That's a that's an amazing coincidence, but that's not why I'm bringing it okay. up. Because I don't actually, think I, I
1: have never listened to Bob Newhart from the '50s or '60s until like last week.
2: Yeah, it's 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 the whole telephone shtick that he's got, where he you know he's he's he's, he's on one end of the line. And he's, he's he's good. He's very good. So so this guy is doing Bob Newhart's bit, and it and I I have this kind of thing. So remember when we were talking in a past episode about sort of this quantum leap factor about at professional athletics, like. If I were to leap into yeah. the body of an ath- athlete so that was wanna, playing their game... Do
1: you want to leap into a comedian?
2: Well, well, but but just hold, hold on. So if I was leaping to the ba- a, a body of an athlete who was playing their sport, how long would it be for a given sport before people knew there's something terribly wrong right. out there? Like, I could stand on ice skates, but then as soon as I was required to skate somewhere or handle a puck, then people would be like, oh, what's going on? Simon, Simon right. quite leaped into his body. So bum.
0: are you saying that, like, let's say, for example, you are in... The right outfield in mm-hmm. baseball that you could,
2: you could good maybe twenty f- minutes maybe you yeah. could get through
1: a, a few innings if the yeah ball- yeah yeah yeah.
2: Whereas like a pole vaulter, right? You're, you're, the you're first done. time you go up, and exactly you don't know what you are doing, You're trying to hold the thing. Did anyway. we?
1: Did we agree? I know this isn't your point. Sure. Did we agree that basketball is a good middle example? Because you could probably run around, yeah, and even if you got the ball, you could pass Just it pass capably, it. yeah. And even if you missed a shot, people Disagree. have missed shots. Disagree. You don't think you could miss one I shot? I could
0: not. No, I cannot even dribble in a believable. The first time I started to dribble, mm. people would be like, "Nope, no, no."
2: I guess All you right, could, so you could you're a bad on. example for this.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So so but, but we we talked about that. But now but now going to this this show, um this this guy doing some other stand-up comics bit. Now I'm thinking about and I have this this sort of same thing. It's it's sort of adjacent to this idea that okay, I go back in time and I am suddenly transported back to 1962. I'm in a coffee shop in Greenwich Village, and I'm next. I got to go up and, and do five minutes of stand-up. Right. And I can use anything from 1963 to 2017, 2018, as I can I can do any bit from any performer I want. You don't, I, ha- I have you that don't... ability. They're not going to know I'm copying, and that's what I want. I want to I, I be prepared with five minutes of material in case that happens.
1: So in this scenario... Yeah you you have the access to anything that comes after the time that you go back to? Absolutely. Well, well no, I don't have, have access to, to it. It doesn't have to be 1962 material? I, I, no, no, it
2: doesn't have to be 1962. Are don't, you
1: doing like Cuban Missile Crisis stuff?
2: No, no, I don't have access to it. I'm just saying like... A lot of Camelot jokes? I have to be prepared now in today's time that if it happens that I go back in time and I'm just there,
0: what bit am I going to do? Is this just about you justifying the fact that you, quote... Comedians bits at parties to people, yeah. as if it's your jokes. I, do I do that? I don't think I do that. Did I I I'm do that assuming do you?
2: you do, based oh, on no, this no, weird no. scenario you've said. No, I know. I no, we I, don't know that. We're I feel like this is just leading you to start like quoting, to
0: coo- start quoting something. No, well, but what I actually realized so is know, that it's become really difficult to name check any comedian. The first three comedians that came ahead, I was like, no, nope, that's a problem.
2: Oh, uh, no, well, there you go. Yeah. That. No. But that but that's the thing. I don't like like I don't have anything prepared. That's the thing. I, I'm not good at remembering bits and I don't have much prepared. And so could if you I, get if, a minute? I don't know. Maybe I could do it. But OK, so if you if had it if, was
0: your bit and not you trying to remember someone else's
2: bit, it might be in your head in a different way. It could be. But okay, I, so so what would you what would your one minute bit be then?
1: The closest I could come, and this yeah. has come up on the show before, yeah, would be um, S- Stephen writes I have a pony which I had on cassette tape, okay, like when I was in high school, okay, and so it was always in the car and I was always listening to it and it felt like at the time, yeah, if it was me then, yeah. I could have done like the whole thing probably like forty five minutes. Oh wow, okay, because I just had all everything memorized. Yeah, now I remember just scattered jokes, so I couldn't. I, maybe I could stammer for a minute.
2: I felt like like when I was thinking about this sort of hard, the best I could come up with maybe would be either Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle, and I don't <laughs> think that that would be a particularly believable act for me to be doing.
1: Right, I think because like with Dave Chappelle, I might have that impulse, but I would re- I would just be explaining yeah, skits sorry. on his let, show. Let me explain, yeah. Yeah, so then this, this is what happens. happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think what all do you do?
0: you're really asking
2: me
1: is, mm-hmm. can you remember comedy? <laughs> do
0: I remember other people's jokes uh, that that you could
2: perform for five minutes?
0: I would probably just do like a body python skit, all the oh. parts just
1: myself. There you go.
2: <laughs> that would be impressive. I'd be to up people. there
0: singing, um, "Emmanuel Kant was a
2: real pissant who was very rarely stable." Yeah. Now, do you think they would? They would. the, the audience would love that. No, no, no. Well, there you go. You got to I would just do him. my
0: own. I would start doing my own material. Okay. First of all, I don't I'm not prepared Do you have material? Sure. I'd make it up on the spot. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm already in a position. I, what I want to know is I've time traveled <laughs> to 1962, which by the way, I don't even think is the height of stand-up comedy. I like it's no. better in the 80s or something. Sure. But I've time traveled. I made Greenwich Village and then I think I should probably go on stage. No, you're, no you're, you're, up
2: you're time traveled to there. And it's like, and this now is like Liam quantum, O'Donnell. This is a quantum leap
0: scenario. A
1: little bit. It's yeah. that, that, that's why I brought up the quantum I would just start doing
0: some. my own jokes. And if I die, I die.
1: It's fine. Yeah. I like that you gave two answers at once. Like, do you have material? <laughs> yeah. Well, what would you do? I would just make it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no I mean I would I would tell I think I have a number of
1: stories uh-huh. that if I punch
0: them up the right way okay. could work the, we
1: should have you should have asked this when Glenn Tickle was on because mm. oh yeah like when you actually have a real professional well, comedian but he has, who's like it's an art who's good at it now yeah. now
2: now, I, like, I wonder if Glenn could do 5 I mean he could be, I, I think he could because I've seen his stuff so he could do 5 minutes that wasn't like Hey, I'm I'm on the internet, and this is happening. Like he like he could find stuff that would oh, actually like make sense in like universal things
0: that wouldn't.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's another that's another part. He of could. I, I, we I, couldn't. No, I I no. I, I mean, that's I have not.
0: one story that might, but it might not. Mm. But a lot of even like my story, if I'm just going to tell a story and hope yeah. it's funny, even that would be hard to do. Is yeah. it a
1: story like about how you used to work at the fire hydrant factory, but you couldn't park anywhere near the place? <laughs> well, the, I, so Stephen
2: Wright, but but this is this is hey. one in sort of a there long. Was,
1: you know how they have that? There's always a switch in your house. Yeah. The light switch which doesn't do anything. Uh-huh. I moved to this house. I kept turning it on and off and on and off. About six months later, I get a call from a woman in Germany. Says, Quit it. Cut it down. Yeah. I know. We know that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that, but that, but that would be good to do on. Do they? They, they, they had switches. So that in was like 52. <laughs> yeah. I, like I would. I ten would, seconds. Yeah.
1: Do you think historians are better at time traveling back to the past? Like, are they more apt to do this quantum leap?
2: There was a recent show on NBC where they were time traveling back in the past and they got a historian to do it. And this was this was a great example of what historians aren't. It was just <laughs> a person who knew... Everything about every time in the past, and they knew every detail about just every time. Just superficial. It was details. very superficial. It was very like. So that's like what exactly is. what a
0: historian does. They, uh-huh. Know, uh-huh. they exactly. know a little bit about every time. Oh my history. god! It, it was so funny. it was a. It I was, listened yeah. to backstory. That's routine. what I assume from backstory that everyone knows everything.
2: <laughs> it was fantastic in its terribleness. Um, <laughs> It just like oh well well we're going back to you know uh, medieval times. I mean the reality Figure is if you, okay. if you don't if you don't give could. civil war if Let's you go. don't
0: give a historian that sort of encyclopedic knowledge then why even have them on your show like uh, why even have the historian character I, you know
2: it would be nice if they suggested that maybe that people specialize in a certain time. And that, and that even in that certain time, even, the <laughs> things that they know aren't, well, on June, June 2nd, 1846, this happened. And that's, that's my knowledge afraid. of history. It's like, huh. anyways, this prepared time, time traveler thing comes from a long line of, it, it's just me trying to be prepared for the eventuality that I am thrust back in time and have to do a certain job. Like, I can imagine being thrust back in time to 1962. Is this why you couldn't record into earlier? Because like you were planning for no, this? No, no, no. Into like a NASA lab. And all I've got is my, like, I have an iPhone. But, like, could I? Could you make an iPhone in 1962? No. Okay,
0: look. This whole thing is assuming yeah. that Quantum Leap makes sense. And here's the thing with Quantum Leap. It doesn't. There were a number of times mm-hmm. where, yes, he was put in a situation where it was really panic. But so many times when I was a kid watching that show, I'd be like, if I was in that situation, I'd just be like, hey, guys, I don't feel well. Most situations, you just go, "Oh, I don't feel good," but and sometimes, you walk but sometimes
2: he's on stage with like a
0: guitar. Exactly that. There's, guys, there's,
1: a, the, what, what if he's on the throne as an evil overlord? Oh god, if we Perfect. come back full circle.
2: That never happened. No one does. Says, anybody
1: ever get quantum leaped into that situation? But do you guys, Because according to me, yeah. and all of film. You don't have to know anything. You yeah. just sit there, and uh, everything just comes to you. So
2: are you guys saying that you don't harbor a low-level anxiety, that you're going to be either time-traveled or quantum leap to a situation that are you... Are you never
1: concerned about being quantum leaped to a future situation?
2: Oh, like, future? No, I like know. Like, we we're terrible. always
1: so crazy about going back in time and, like, a, uh, whatever Mark Twain story of mm-hmm. King uh, uh, King yeah, Arthur's yeah, Court. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we always, are like, oh, we're going to take our knowledge back to the past. Like... The challenge would be you got to go like five hundred years in the future, and then what are you going to do? What kind of jokes are you going to tell then? See, prior, I don't know. prior. what's what's relatable for the year twenty six hundred? If you want to tell a joke,
0: I think I was susceptible to what a lot of people are, which is like prior to recent, you know, life situations. I kind of assumed that the future would in some way be more awesome, and I'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the past, I know I could have some real problems depending on how far back I went to the mm, past. That's true. I'm like the future. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be good. And it's only now that I'm like more thinking of a Mad Max style mm-hmm. yeah. apocalypse that if I quantum leap into it, I could be moments away. Like, like you
2: could quantum leap a couple of weeks prior, a couple weeks ahead, and you'd be you'd be fine. Yeah, that's but fine. but beyond that, we're not we're not so certain.
1: Right. This was a the theme. Uh, uh, friend of the show past guest Jen Rosman, mm-hmm. has a has a beautiful series of of essays at a website called Public Books mm-hmm. called uh, An Engineer Reads a Novel. And one of them that she wrote an essay review about was Station Eleven, which is a post-apocalyptic novel, which is a great novel. Mm -hmm. Recommend it to everybody. Got it. But her point was, in this scenario of post-apocalyptic, there was some pandemic that destroyed the population. A lot of people are living at an airport, and you can see all the decommissioned or inert planes just sitting out there. Nothing runs. Nobody knows how to do anything. Um, But there's a traveling group of, like, Shakespearean actors who are putting on plays around there. And she was wondering, as an engineer, why do we always imagine that we'll be able to retain the knowledge of Shakespeare and his plays and that kind of art, but somehow nobody can figure out how to fix a plane? Like, in the future, that knowledge is completely lost to us. Mm. Like, why do we present or presume that we can't maintain any kind of technical know-how, but we can remember all of the bard, which isn't an easy thing. Like, those are both difficult things to do. Sure. But why in the future would you not be able to figure out how to fix a helicopter?
2: I don't know. I did it, it, but it but it does it does give me a, a like I said a low level anxiety, not knowing in the future that I'll be you know, when I get when I do get time traveled into the future that I'll, I'll know how to do that I'll know how to do five minutes of five minutes of stand up. I'll, I'll know how to fix a plane.
0: I think especially with the with the idea of it being a mechanical issue because I think sometimes people can learn things the mechanics of something without necessarily understanding all of the like science. Like if you're messing with an engine you might be able to figure out how to make it work without necessarily knowing the this law is, of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you,
1: uh, this is going to circle back to the wire cutting. <laughs> yeah. Because you won't know that in the future. You won't.
0: <laughs> There's so many explosions in the cut
1: future. the green <laughs> wire. It's
0: just a constant, just an overwhelming. The
2: wire. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, so I wanna I wanna thank um, Who? Liam for being here today. Thanks, Liam, hey, for setting us up and for, no for chatting with us. You can follow us uh, at on Twitter at some later date. Follow us on Facebook. Email us. We'll we'll get into the mail but ba- mailbag. I wanna say mailbox. We'll get into the mailbag. Uh, Variousbreadsandbutter's at gmail That's becoming a more regular feature. Just say hello. You know, maybe a Yahoo answers on how to defuse a bomb. <laughs> yeah, just say that. We'll, we will if this is what we're, we're down to. We'll mention your name on this podcast. We guarantee that as many as two dozen people will hear your name emails.
1: So, like, Kelly Allen, stop texting me. Start sending emails to, to, yeah. the, to the mailbag.
2: I, I don't see your texts. We, we haven't gotten like, to that point yet.
1: <laughs> if you want to bug a friend of the show, future guest, Jonas Hart, you can talk about uh, how much he loves fish. Oh. he just P- He's P- really happy. He's very elated when we talk about it. Oh, good. He thinks that just ups the quality of the show. Does it? Because of his love of the music of fish. Oh, man. I don't know about that.
2: Happy 2018 to all our listeners. Thanks for listening to us, folks. Yeah, I think it's good. Headphones off. Headphones off. Headphones off. did did I tell you that um past guest friend of the show current wife Jen Tallarico, has more followers than us now? <laughs> it's, beca- it's become very tense at our house. Really? Yeah. She's a, she's she at does? like 2 she's at like 290 now.
1: Nobody uh, follows us. Uh, well,
2: I mean 2 wait. wait, wait we're, we're very happy with our hey 260 out there listening. That's true. We got to respect you, you got to respect so. the followers you got. Right, yeah, exactly. but we
1: think that Peter has like 12 dummy accounts. Yeah, so he that's might. up in the numbers.
2: Hey Peter. You became relatively Twitter famous this past week with a tweet about how difficult it is to be a parent. I no,
0: I think it's because it was attached to Serena Williams. Yeah,
2: but how many how many likes did that get?
0: We're at. Uh,
2: not that you're counting.
0: I I 100 percent counting. We're okay, at 895.
2: That's pretty good. We've never. That's good had that for me. Before. That's good for me. Yeah. I think we've broken. We had like 10, 20, like a couple times. We had 20. You know.
0: I'm sure there's someone. It's who's not really like, our game.
2: No. We don't tweet a lot. We don't tweet a lot. I thought, you know, I actually, if I'm being honest, I think Twitter is our, of, of everything we do, Twitter is our strongest game. Of the podcast, of the six word reviews, of our Facebook, <laughs> Twitter's is probably where we're strongest. Of our Friday Club hostings. Oh yeah.
0: Facebook is basically a trash pile.
2: Well, let me you know, ask you this. How many, how are you sharing pictures of Maeve, your wonderful daughter, with the, your family and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, I, I post them on Instagram okay. and, and then I poured it over to the Facebook. Okay. my The way that I've dealt with uh, social media is I've decided that whether I have an audience or not I'm going to pretend that I don't know that they exist or Ooh. care about what they care about. We should try so that way I never like worry like that is is this how we post, are. is this post gonna get in- like I just don't care
1: I think well I think because we, we don't or I don't care about social media just as a blanket concept sure we're, we're not very good at it.
2: but what about the fact that I do care?
0: Texas The Crossings Florida The Hammocks Florida The Hammocks The Pinery Colorado How did you find these? The Village Oklahoma uh-huh. The Villages Florida The Woodlands Oh, the Villages I've heard of The Woodlands Texas Okay, so there's
1: this about, a, there's about a dozen to the interwebs There's a w- dozen
0: All of the the towns In the United States Okay
1: And if anybody seeks to keep writing in Proposing that Spanish counts Yeah
0: Oh, No <laughs> <laughs>